Welcome to this episode of North vs South podcast, where we discuss gaming, TV, films and technology. This week I bought a PS5, by accident. We talk about the Xbox series that has just come out, and how do you connect a Wii to your television with a dolphin? So Josh, you you have got a PS5 for Christmas? Yes, I did get a PS5. Not for Christmas, um, but it was just available. Kind of lucky to get us, but well, you you kind of just stumbled upon it, didn't you? Really? Yeah, I mean, we weren't really. I wasn't trying to buy a PS5 at the time, but um, my phone provider um, they do they they let you buy stuff and pay their monthly, and uh, they emailed me saying they had them in stock. So I half-heartedly joked about it with the wife l- later that evening, and she said, "Oh, I wouldn't be upset if you did get one." So I took that as permission, you know, as you as as you would. And um, unfortunately, by that point, this is like five, six hours later, they were all out of stock at this point. So I was like, ah, whatever, you know, we'll get one when we get one. And then, I don't know, this was a couple of days later. But this happened on the, on Thursday, the 23rd of December. Obviously, that's a key date because it's two days before Christmas. You know, not a lot happens on those days in terms of like online shipping and everything like that. But um, I just Googled PS5 stock. Um, I wasn't expecting anything, really. I just thought... Oh, I'll see, see what, what what's going on. And um, an independent article that was about 24 hours old at this point pointed me towards Curry's, a very popular and well-used um, electronic shop in the UK. And not only did they have a PS5 in stock, I could add it to my basket. Not only could I add it to my basket, I could check out. Now, I had a small issue with PayPal, and PayPal was locked out for some reason, and I still don't know why, um, but... I could still go back and I could and I managed to input my um you know my credit card and and it took my money and it gave me a shipping date and I could choose next day shipping. So on the on Thursday the 23rd I got next day shipping of a PS5 and it arrived at 10 o'clock on Christmas Eve and my goodness we were so happy. Now I did mess up a little bit because I made the mistake of telling my wife instead of wrapping it up and putting it under the Christmas tree. But given that obviously we're not going to be around on Christmas Day, it was better to open it up and do stuff with it on Christmas Eve than Christmas Day. So it kind of worked out for the better anyway. So what the, what I got was a PS5 with Spider-Man, Mars Morales, Ratchet and Clank, and it came with a Logitech Bluetooth wireless headset, which isn't that bad actually, um, but I've only used it with my iPad for listening to podcasts and stuff. So it was a pretty decent... Um, pretty decent deal how much how much altogether 600 yeah i saw those deals going on there i was like i don't know you, you could you not just buy the console by itself and the controller like it was like no because um because that was the only bundle they had left in stock so yeah. they would they, they um curries would only show you what they had left in stock um i know when i sent the link to to you guys um it was still there and for uh, an hour or two um and that was the only one that was available but then by four or five o'clock in the evening um i clicked on the link to see if it was there because uh, my wife's brother was is kind of in the market for one um and i clicked on the link and it was just taking me to the generic gaming stuff so they were obviously all out of stock by that point the thing is like for me i don't know it's like 600 quid whoa it's a lot isn't it but i suppose you, you need something to play with it yeah well that's the thing you don't you don't want to buy something for like because what's retail it's like 450 500 for the the disc version yeah it's like 450 for Four, four, nine. Yeah, something like that. And then we've got two games and the headphones. The headphones are supposedly worth 70 quid and obviously the games are 50 quid a pop. Um, so 
yeah, maybe it would have been better to get the con you know, the console on its own and then get the games separately, particularly as they came on disc and I'm not particularly a fan of using any game on disc these days. Oh, but really? <laughs> uh, you know, you, you take what you can get. We want the PS five in time for Horizon Forbidden West and this was one way we could we could do it. And there's but then but anyway, like I said, there's nothing worse than having a console and nothing to play on it. When I bought the three sixty way back in 2013 or 2014 whenever it was i bought the 360 but i ordered the first couple of games i was going to play on 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 amazon and that was before i had prime so it was like three to five day shipping it was really sad going on to the xbox gaming store at that time and like finding all like the free demos and everything because i didn't want to spend any more money because i just spent two three hundred quid on the console and the games that i had bought I wanted to do something with it for the two or three days I was waiting for the new games. So yeah, so that's what I get in the console with the games, games with it. I'll tell you something. We were so we were so worried because it was being because it was coming from Curry's. Curry's was using DPD, and I know Curry's used DPD because I bought some camera lens and some camera lenses from them before. And DPD don't know where I live, and without going into too much detail, I don't live in a normal area. My house isn't visible from the street. So we have to put detailed instructions on how to get to our house, and DPD just ignore them. So it was very, it was it was very nerve wracking as to whether it was actually even going to turn up, or if it was going to be left outside in the, the house of someone two doors down, um, a very grumpy neighbour who doesn't like receiving our parcels, which is fair. But it's not like we're sending them to his house; they're just ending up there. But um, thankfully, it was a different DPD driver, and he managed to bring it to the door. He knew what was in it. He was like, oh, someone's getting a good Christmas. And I was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> but yeah, it was quite good because I, um, because it was DPD, I could see where where it was because it was one of those tracking ones where you can see where the van is roughly. So I knew like how far away it was and I knew it was, like, oh, was going to be arriving in the next 10 minutes or so. Very exciting. And then when it arrived, I told Jen, oh, I'm not going to get it all out. I'm just going to get the controller out to put it on charge. Then I'll, I'll set it all up later. So five minutes later, I've got everything out of the box, and uh, ten minutes later, I've got it hooked up. But then it's the age-old thing, isn't it? Um, you know, we've got the living room PC, and we've got one of those IKEA three by two metal console things. We already had the Xbox One, we've got the 360, the PS3, a Switch, a GameCube, and one of the sections has got a whole load of games in it. So it was like, oh man, where's it going to go? What's going to go? What's going to leave? Where's it going to go? Because the thing is massive, like. Yeah, you know, like you know, it's massive. Have you seen one in person? Now? I haven't seen one in person. You're not seeing one in person, but but you know they're massive, don't you? Yeah. When you see it in person, it will be even bigger than you think it's going to be. It's just massive. Like I'm looking at my 22 inch Dell monitors off to the side, and I'm like, I'm sure it's bigger than they are. You know, it's like huge. It's pointlessly huge as well. Thankfully, it does fit in the um. You know, it, it fits where it needs to. We haven't stood it up on its side. It, it's it's on. It's um it's laying down flat and it's um yeah it's it's hidden. You know you can barely notice it apart from when the light turns on. The PS3 was the one that got evicted because obviously the PS5. Well, I mean you can play the PS3 games on it. You can't, but you you can using the PS3 streaming thing. All, all the games that I'm going to play from the PS3, I can get off PS now, so it's not a problem. Yeah, um, that's the thing though. But you never owned a PS4 though, did you? Never had a PS4. No, we got a we got a PlayStation, a PlayStation Two, a PS2, a PlayStation Three, and now a PlayStation Five. But the thing is, you could go back and like, there's some really good games, and it's 
they've upgraded those PS4 yeah, games. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is that basically at this point, all the games for the PS5 are basically PS4 games, and there's like, what, a dozen PS5 games at the moment? Yeah. Um, but most of them are just PS4, which is which is fine. Like I've got, you know, I've got so many games that I haven't played that I can play. You know, The Last of Us, mm. The Last of Us 2, yeah. all of Uncharted. They're not PlayStation they're not PlayStation exclusive, but you know I could do Far Cry on them. The, there's the, there's three games that I am doing at the moment though. I started with Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart or whatever the title is, the the newest one, and my goodness, it looks amazing. Like, yeah. it looks incredible. Like, and you know, and I'm coming from an RTX gaming rig. Not very many PC games that I've got use RTX or anything like that. Ratchet and Clank. And there's another game, which I'll talk about in a second. They are using the PlayStation 5 features. And I love that you can go in there and there's three options you can pick for graphics. You know, there's pretty, performance, performance and pretty. And I think that's basically make it look the best but 30 FPS. Then the middle one is give me 60 FPS. And then the other one is give me 60 FPS and make it pretty. But I think it drops the resolution. I don't think that really matters for me because I've got a 1080p TV. It's not 4K, never mind 8K. So I'm running it in the middle because I want frames more than prettiness. And it just looks really good. And I don't just mean it looks nice. Like the textures, they look... Sorry, the surfaces don't look like textures. They look like surfaces. And this is the difference between something like, um, you know, the original Ratchet and Clank game where you can tell like buildings are like a two mega a two megabyte texture that's wrapped around and on repeat whereas now it is it's whatever it is it's whatever they've done for the texturing it's like proper surfacing and the lights refracting off it in a in a in a nice looking way i'm not going to say realistic because there are many games that use rtx effects in a not great way uh one of them is my favorite game and it does it poorly but it just it just looks really nice and the second game that I've really been playing on the system is a game that I wasn't expecting. And did you know that PlayStation, the PlayStation 5, comes with a game for free? Yeah, it does. It comes with the... Um... Astro's Playground. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I don't think the 360... Um, sorry, I don't think Xbox and I don't think Nintendo, they don't do anything like this. And maybe this is the first time Sony have done this, but Astro's Playground is a brilliant game. Like, it looks amazing. Obviously, it's a tech demo. It uses everything on the console and everything on the controller. Yeah, that's the so thing. it uses the touchpad. It uses the microphone. It uses the um, the, the, the the triggers because you know the triggers are um, they're motorized. Yes. Um, so it can give feedback for like braking and all that kind of stuff. And it's just so well done. And again, this is a game that is free and it looks amazing, but also it's actually a genuinely good game and it's really fun. You know, it's just a a simple 3D platformer, I think I would describe it. Um, you just run through levels, collecting things, and you're collecting old PlayStation artifacts, like, from all the different eras. You collect the consoles, you collect the controllers, the, you know, the memory cards, the uh, interfaces, all these, you know, the, ca- the cameras, the move controllers, all of these sort of things, and you just collect them, go around. And it just looks really, it just looks really good. It, like, genuinely, it looks better than I was expecting it to especially for a console. And I think that's probably the benefit that console users get over PC games is that if a game is designed for a specific console and they use those features, 
it's better for it. Whereas in a lot of PC games, they have to cater to such a, ve- a wide variety of you know Usually, performance yeah. that they have to give you all those options. And sometimes you look at a games and you're like, oh, which settings do I want for what I want? Because you've got Ultra, you can choose Ultra on a high-performance gaming machine, but maybe you don't want to choose Ultra. Maybe you want to choose Medium or High, so it looks good, but has super high refresh rates. Whereas on a PlayStation 5, it basically says, this is what this setting does, this is what this setting does, and this is what this setting does. You've only got three to choose from, but all of them are good in their own way. And that's better than like spending hours like trying to work out which settings you, you do like on and off. You know, I know with GTA 5 on the PC, for ages I had an issue with one thing in the graphics menu that was causing... Um, even though both of my computers can play GTA 5 flawlessly... Occasionally, the frame rate would drop down to 30 FPS, but it wasn't it wasn't the frame rate that was dropping. It was the game time. So everything in game was taking. It thought it was taking 60 FPS, but it was happening over 30 FPS. So something that would take one second was taking two seconds. If that makes sense, it was like time stretching it, and it took me forever to work out that it was the tessellation or something occlusions. It was some. It was one of those. And once I turned it off, it was fine. But it took me forever to work now. And I thought the game was bugged. And I was like, why is no one going up in arms about it? Um, and it's happened to me on you know my old gaming system, my new gaming system, and both of them can play GTA Five without problem. Whereas it, you know on the Xbox One and presumably on the Series and the PS Five, it looks good and it doesn't have any of those issues. Other games I'm playing are so those are P- those are the PS Five games I'm playing from the PS Four era. Uh, we've got Spider Man the original one. Uh, Jen's currently playing through that, literally. I think she's playing it as we speak. And um, I've played it a little bit, but I've not got that, that far through it. Like I'm, I've done, basically I've done the opening. I've not got to the open world bit yet. Uh, what I'm also, but what I am doing is, in anticipation for the next Horizon game, is I'm trying to get used to playing Horizon with a controller. <laughs> Why is that really? so funny? I don't know, it's just weird. It's like, I'm trying to get used to it. Well, I have to because I can't play Horizon Zero Dawn with a controller. Oh, so you, when I played it on the PC, op- I played it with keyboard and mouse, and it's basically a different game. Have you played games on the console on a console that you've also played on the PC? Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. What games are they? Oblivion. And when you played it on the PC, what did you use? I had to use mouse and keyboard. And when you played it on the console, you used controller. Controller. Yeah. Did you ha- did you have issues? Did you have issues going from one to the other? Um, not with that particular game. Like the the mouse and keyboard's quite like the the keys they assign up. You're like, okay, this makes sense. But on the controller, I remember it was difficult, but you got kind of used to it because then it's like you can hot hotkey some um, some buttons, so like to get magic spells and stuff. Yeah, but this is this is sort of what I mean. Like, I mean, I've I've got Skyrim on the PC, and whenever I try to use Skyrim on the Xbox, I just feel clumsy. So on the PC, like your aim with the mouse is super clean and sharp, and it's accurate, and it's where you want it to be, and you can move and strafe with just one hand. On the controller, yeah. to aim with a joystick in free aim is just horrendous. Um, I it's feel slower. it's not that it's slower. It, it it it's not. It's just not going where you want it to go. It's sort of just like going around the place and then like moving yeah it, well i suppose moving it is still it's driving where it's one hand and on the computer and then two hands on the, on the controller but there are certain games where if you can play them on both they're almost like two different games it's like gta i've got it on the pc but because it's got auto aim i basically use the controller because you just can't drive with the keyboard or mouse and there's 
is there's no point switching between them and to be honest the gunplay uh, with the controller isn't bad but Horizon Zero Dawn is phenomenal to play it on keyboard and mouse especially with the graphic um, horsepower that I have where it's like 80 fps on like super ultra so the game looks really good it's really fluid and that's the key thing it's really fluid movement and I can spin around in like half a second well a split second whereas on the on the controller it takes forever to spin around so I was fine you know I've been I've been doing a new game like I started it yesterday or the day before and I've been like literally scared in the game and I'm really comfortable with this game like I know how to defeat the uh machines but because i feel slightly blind because i can't look around as quickly as i can like aware of my surroundings and because i can't aim as quickly or as well as i could with the mouse i just feel so much more vulnerable and that's not really a problem because the game the game is designed for a controller so there's there's skills that you can upgrade and they help you with that like slowing down time and you don't get auto aim in a real sense but there is some sort of auto aim in the game um so there is, you know, it is built for a controller, so it will be fine. I just need to get used to it and get my confidence level up. So I'm just trying to play through the game a bit before Forbidden West comes out, just so when I play it, I can enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I know there are some PS5 games that do have keyboard and mouse support, and I, I don't know what that it fully entails yet. I'm kind of hoping Forbidden West might be one of those, but I mean, it might be so bad on the PS5 compared to a, a real PC that it's just not worth it. But I was going to ask, um, how did you find the SSDs? Did you notice any big difference? It's difficult to answer that question because I don't really have anything to compare it with. Well, you own, like, say... Okay, say, like... Do I compare it with the Xbox One? Well, is there any game on you have on, P- like, Forbidden... On Hor- Well, Horizon I've got on the PC. Yeah, but that's a PS4, so it's, I suspect that's not really using... It does use the SSD. It does on the use PS5, the SSD. So I can not... I can speak to it in that sense in a little bit. On the PC, I moved it from my SSD to the hard drive a couple of months back because I hadn't been playing it for ages, and I played it once on the hard drive, and I immediately noticed that fast travel took significantly longer. So I had to move it back to the SSD immediately. Fast travel. I haven't done a lot of fast travel in the game because at the moment it costs finite resources. I haven't noticed that they're so long that I'm noticing it. I've actually noticed loading times in other games more than in Horizon Zero Dawn. So in like Astro's Playground, some of the levels take longer to load in than you might think. And that might be because the game is actually pushing the console because of all the ray tracing and, and all the graphics and everything like that. So calling it a simple game is probably not nice to do. But that was a game where I noticed, oh, they aren't instant loading times and even spider-man the ps4 version wasn't that one of the things they spoke about in the um in the opening keynote where this ssd was so fast that you could move from one side of the city to the other without any loading screens or without barely a loading screen and i don't know how you define barely a loading screen but five seconds of a loading screen is still a loading screen 10 seconds is still a loading screen but what i don't have is I've not played it on the PS4, and if it takes 30 seconds to a minute on the PS4, and we're down to 5 seconds, should I be complaining? Probably not. Yeah, the thing is, um, with the PS4 loading, it, it's basically, um, I don't know, how, it must be an emulator that they're using. So it, it won't be an emulator at this stage. Hmm? Why do you think the PS4 is an emulate, emulated on PS5? 
Well, I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it. It's, I, I think I think the PS4 and the PS5 are the are, are architecturally the same. They're basically a, a PC at this point, but you can't control the operating system on them. It's like the Xbox One and the series. They um, basically they can both run each other's games at the moment, be, with you know without massive game code differences. Um, it's only the um, the graphics output that's different. Yeah. Game consoles are becoming platforms in the same way that phones are. I don't think there's any emulation from a PS4 to a PS5 at all in any sense. The only thing you might get is if they're you know things like automatic you know we're talking about automatic ray tracing, performance enhancing that kind of stuff. We were talking about the AI stuff that the Xboxes were doing for older games. I don't know if the PS PlayStation would ever do something like that. But I think they are they are running natively. I think all PS4 games are running natively, and PS3 games are streamed from PS Now if you subscribe to it. Do you not notice, like, uh, if you go if you're playing Russia, Russia and Clank, that you travel from one world to the next, and it takes like two seconds in terms of like a gameplay? You're like, well, wait a minute, I'm on the next level, and it's like there's no loading at all. Do you not notice that? I think it speaks volume that I haven't noticed it. So, but if you had that on PS4, that would be a loading screen. And I think what might cut ca- another thing that might come into it is PS5 optimized games will probably do better than PS4 games, just because basically, if you know you got a 10 second loading screen, you design for it. If you know you got a two second loading screen, you design for it. So, one problem I've had with going back to the PC, Skyrim on my PC has three second loading screens. And the loading screen is designed for an Xbox 360, where the loading screen back then would have been 30 seconds to a minute. So you can read the the things it tells you on the screen. It says, oh, you know, to this this blade heals you every time you do something. On my PC, I can barely finish a sentence and it's loaded. So I can't read those. And I've had that with quite a few PC games where I can't, I don't have enough time to read the the loading screen text. And if you're designing a game for the PS5, you can design, instead of designing a five second loading screen, you basically have like a two second fade out and then a two second fade in. And that basically feels like there's no loading screen. Whereas if you're designing the same game for a PS4, you'd ha- you probably take out the fade in and the fade out and you just have a 10 second loading screen with, with text on it. Does that all make sense? It, th- there are clever, simple and clever ways that you can remove the feeling of a loading screen without actually removing them entirely and i think that might be a benefit that a lot of ps5 games might use however on the flip side games will get more complex and loading loading times will probably go up again as there's more to load in anyway so yeah with 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 technology some things get better and some some things stay the same and that's that's not a problem that's fine like Age of Empires 2 took ages to to load on my Windows Millennium computer in the same way that Age of Empires 4 takes a minute to load. And that's fine because Age of Empires 4 is a completely different game in terms of how much graphical stuff and units it's pulling in on on the screen. Technology has come on, but also so has the game. So it it is fine, you know, as long as we're not looking at five-minute loading screens. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, the thing is, if... You've never had a PS4. Some, I think, like the Witcher Three, it's like a minute and a half. Some like the loading screens. I mean, I could if I found a cross-platform game. Well, I spoke. Well, well, I got one. I could I could put Overcooked Two on uh, Xbox and on the PS5 and see the difference there, or find another game. 
it's difficult. I'm trying to think of games that aren't exclusives that are on Xbox Game Pass and on PS Now. Because Cuphead. Sorry. Cuphead. No, I don't think I, I don't think that is. I'm thinking something like Tomb Raider, um, but Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, that. Tomb Raider is on yeah. Game Pass, but it's not on PS Now. You've got Uncharted. But the thing is, that's all streaming, though, isn't it? No. Not. Oh no. Not all of it. Game oh, Pass no, and PS okay. Now are basically identical at this point. Some games are streamed. Some games are download. Some games can be both. That's that's the. Well, that was that the leak, wasn't it? A few weeks back about. I don't know if you saw that about. Um, they're gonna have like different tiers. Who is? Uh, Sony, and they're gonna offer like backwards compatibility for like PS2 and PS3 games on the PS5. I think they're they're all they are already there. I've seen PS3 games. I've definitely seen PS3. I don't know about PS2. I may have seen PS2 actually. There was some really old Ratchet and Clank and Uncharted games. I think I I think they are already there. PS3 definitely there, hundred percent for sure, because I launched. Oh, I think I launched. Uh, God of War or something like that. One of the one of the old God of Wars, and instead of downloading, it said st- setting up your stream, whatever. So so those games are streaming. There might be PS2 games as well. But the main thing is, are you happy with your per- purchase? Yes, yes. And the wife is also very happy. Uh, basically, is I bought it for her and more for me. She'll probably use it more than I will. But definitely going to be playing for, um, Horizon Forbidden West on it. I've started Ratchet and Clank. I'm enjoying it, so I'll, I'll probably play that on there. And eventually get through the two Spider-Man games. I think. If I was you, I would I would go down to like CEX and just look in the bargain bins for PS4 games and be like, oh yeah, I'll take that. The driver, I'll take that. No, sorry, the PS4, yeah, PS4 games. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the, I mean, there's two things with that though. Is that one, I hate discs. I just don't like discs. <laughs> and two, I have subscribed to PS Now, so we've got that for the year, and there's quite a lot of PS4 games on there. Oh, okay, yeah. There you go. Oh, God of uh, God of War. Yeah, so that's the other one I've got downloaded. That's coming out next year, the sequel. Yeah, well, you know, we haven't even played the original, so... Well, you say the sequel, God of War's been around since the PS2, hasn't it? So we've played none of them. Yeah. And the main thing is is that you, you're using the HDMI cable that came with it. Maybe. Oh, I, I hope so. Why? <laughs> like a, because, well... It doesn't matter with my TV. It's a 1080... It doesn't matter with your TV. Eventually it, w- eventually it will, though, like... If you do upgrade to a 4K 120... Mate, I can't afford you, that. You, that's like a grand grand and a half. I did look. I don't... That's the thing. I don't I don't understand you, man. You, you bought yourself a, a gaming PC last year. Yeah. You're buying yourself a PS5. Yeah. Eventually, you must be able to buy a TV. Yes, but a 4K 120 is stupid money. It's not that... They, they are. I had a look at... They're over a grand... And that's a lot of money to spend on You can get on one TV. for a grand. You can get one for a grand. Our cheapest was about 1200 1300 Those are probably the better ones, yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing as well. If you're going to spend one, if you're going to spend a thousand pounds on a TV, and it's a what high and it's a high end TV. Oh, sorry, it's a high feature TV. Well, you might still be at the lower end of the market at that point. If you want a 4K 120, spending a grand isn't a wise thing. You want to spend a grand and a half. Because that's where Sony and LG are, as opposed to like Hisense or Sharp. Yeah, that's the thing. You can get uh, an LG 4K 120, but the problem with that is it only has like one HDMI 
2.1 slot. Yeah, and this so is the other. If you t- have a PS5 and an Xbox Series X, you can have to swap the cable. Exactly, over. and this is the other problem I have with TVs in general is that they don't have enough HDMI inputs. We already use one of the HDMI inputs for our audio receiver, HDMI eARC. So I've got basically the Apple TV is in. It has its own sound has got its own, and then everything else goes through a HDMI switch. But to be honest, like for you right now. Why not upgrade just to a standard 4K TV? Why, why even bother? Like with 120, you're still gonna see a massive difference because you got HDR, and uh... yeah, I mean that's the thing is that those are decisions that we have to make and might make. But as nice it is to have the console, we have well one problem is that we have a good TV at the moment. It's a high-end TV, even though it's it's quite it's quite an old TV. But it's a good quality TV of its time. If we got a 4K 120 TV that we could afford, it would be at the lower end. And in some ways, it would be worse than the TV we got now. Oh, I doubt that, mate. Not, I don't, it's not just about how the TV looks. There's so much more about TV. It's what's the interface like? How long does it take to turn on? Because all TVs are smart TVs yeah, these I, days. What's the remote control like? You know, does it work with HDMI control? So, I mean, in my ideal world, I'm thinking I might restrict myself to a Sony TV because we have a Sony soundbar, and I'm thinking probably best to stick with a single brand for the TV and for the speakers. Oh, because here's the, here's the crazy thing, right? So the PlayStation 5, I've got 5.1 surround going through it. So that it goes through the TV before it hits the audio receiver. The Xbox One has no idea. All it can do is stereo. And I'm like, What? You're connected via HDMI to the TV. The TV is connected via HDMI to the audio receiver. Why can you not do um, H- uh, Why can you not do full surround? It just drives me bananas. When everything else can, the Apple TV can, the HDMI, uh, the PS5 can, the Switch can probably do it. I've never tested it, but the Switch can probably do surround sound. Uh, I don't think so. It only supports stereo. That's fine because if it only supports stereo, then it's giving what it's supposed to do. For some reason, the Xbox One is not doing surround sound when everything else is. I have an old, I had, well, I used to have an old system set up for the Xbox One, and I use, um, I know it's not the best way to, to set up surround sound, but I used the optical cable. What do you mean it's not the best way? That is basically the best way. Well, you should use HDMI. Why should you use HDMI? Because then you're missing out on, say, you have a surround system that supports, um, DTS-HD. Well, you do now, but you just said you had an old one. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I just use optical, because that was the only way to connect it. But yeah, I mean, optical... For the viewers out there, like if they have a uh, a system, a 5.1 system, like a modern 5.1 system, they're going to use eARC. Or yeah, I mean, o- optical HDMI. has its advantages, and I kind of wish I was using optical. One of, one of which was... Um, and obviously, this isn't just optical, but when I was plugging everything into the HDMI switch, there were sparks because I now have five or six different systems electrically connected to each other. So if one of them surges, it could take all of them out. You know, TV, PS... Basically, like, there's six things on the HDMI switch plus the soundbar. One of them goes out, it could take... it. You know, goes down the wrong cable, could take them all out. So having a non-electrical link between them would be nice. I, I was genuinely thinking... I wonder how expensive it would be to get eight or nine optical HDMI cables because it's genuinely a concern. They're already connected via power cables and now they're all connected to each other via 
HDMI cables. But um, the advantage of HDMI is obviously, yeah, if you're going more than 5.1 and you know, you've got Dolby Atmos or DTS or whatever the, the new ones are, the big advantage over all of that is HDMI control. So oh, yeah, I now yeah. fixed... Um, we've had an Apple TV for the last year and it's been driving me insane because I couldn't use it to control the volume on the TV. And Well, it could control the TV volume, but it wouldn't control the audio receiver. And it turned out that I was using a really crappy HDMI cable. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, when I bought the uh, I did yeah, that. when I bought the PS3 at a car boot festival sale festival car boot sale, it came with an HDMI cable, and I just threw it in the box. And when I got the Apple TV, it didn't come with an HDMI cable because obviously not, you know, Apple being Apple. So I used that one because that was it might have already been plugged in or I just grabbed it out of the box first. And I think it might be an HDMI one cable, and it doesn't include. HDMI control and all I had to do was swap it with a more modern HDMI cable and now I've gone from three HDMI uh, I've gone from three remotes down to one and the HDMI switch so that's been really nice oh you know what else the Xbox One can't do it can't change the TV input to itself so the Xbox One will turn the TV on and it will turn the TV off but it won't turn the HDMI input from any input to the input that it's on. So whenever I want to use the... I keep saying it, HDMI. Whenever I want to use the um, Xbox, I turn the switch on because the switch will grab the TV input and if you don't press any other buttons, it will turn itself off on its own. And that's how I turn the Xbox on. It's crazy, but that's how it works. I think think Microsoft really needs to do something with HDMI control because the options are do nothing or toggle. And toggle to me, and in testing, seems to be do whatever state the TV and soundbar is on and flip it. So if you turn the Xbox on and the TV is on, it will turn the TV off. And then you get this situation where it's turning the TV on, but turning the sound system off or reverse. And it's just ludicrous. It's like, have the HDMI control, only send this one control, turn on. And then send the other control, change input. Don't worry about turning things off. I'll turn things off with the Apple TV remote. It's fine. But, yeah. Man, all this talk about TV and TV... I was thinking about... Did you ma- did you manage to watch that Xbox documentary? Did I manage to watch six hours of um, Xbox stuff? No. Um, I did. I've downloaded it, but I've not but watched it. It's on it. YouTube. It's, it's free. I know it's on YouTube, but they might get rid of it one day. So I just downloaded it for, for pros- pros- prosperity. Posterity. It was good. It was good. I didn't. I didn't watch all like every episode. I only watched like the episodes that kind of like the the big ones, like the the, the original Xbox, how it, how it all started up. And um, the titles were quite intriguing. They seemed it, it seemed as if they were quite willing to be to talk negative, not negatively, yeah. but they were yeah. they were happy to talk about the negatives of the Xbox. So well, yeah, that's that's the thing. It, it, it was like, like what? What? The thing is that YouTube is a a big uh, environment of like getting your voice heard, and you kind of like as a, as a gamer, you you know what the situation is at a certain point in time, what everyone's thinking, and then, and then to hear that they're like, oh, they they actually listen to that, and they're like, yeah, we know we know we fucked up there. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it was kind of inter- like the Red Ring of Death. Uh, they they went through that and they were like, man, we don't know what's wrong with it, and we're trying to figure out. And we got so many of these Xboxes, and and we got loads of them in the warehouse as well. And then the, eventually they were just like, just stop, stop, stop it, stop selling, until we figure this out. And then they managed to figure it out, and they were like, how much is it gonna cost to fix all of these Xboxes that are out there? And he's like. I need. He he went to some higher up. He's like, I need a billion, a billion dollars. He's like, just do it, do it. And then the other thing was, um, after that, even, but even then they were like, we we were still really successful with the 360. Like people still forget forgave them because it was such an awesome product. And then they were like, we really messed up on the Xbox One launch with the Connect. Yes, that was the other one. Yeah. So the two titles that stuck out to me were. Um... Yeah, um, the Red Ring of Death and TV or not to be. And reading them, you yeah. know exactly what they're talking about. And the 360 was such a great console. It was a fantastic console. Um, I had the the the, glo- the black glossy one. So that was the one that came with a 200 gig hard drive. It was the second gen in that sort of like new shape. But it still had a, um, a disk drive and everything. Uh, and that thing has been flawless, like, you know, we still have it now. Like twelve years later, nine years later. I still, I still got the. I don't use it, but I still got the component. They, they had a. The first three sixties were like uh, components. They only had a component, not no HDMI. Yeah, so I had it. I had such a weird setup with my three sixty. Um, I, I don't know how I did it. I don't know what connections I was using, but I basically went from whatever the xbox was outputting to vga um so i think i was using probably component to vga adapter because i I don't think i had uh, hdmi to vga no i was doing hdmi because i tell you what i was doing i was doing that weird thing where i was using both outputs on the xbox so i went hdmi to vga via an adapter but the obviously the because i was using a very old pc monitor it was yeah. such an old PC monitor that the VGA cable was physically attached to the monitor. Do you remember those days? Yeah. And um, oh, a bit like the monitor you got, in, you know, in with you right now. It was literally like one of those. But um, obviously, there was no audio coming out of the HDMI because this was before the adapters had audio jacks on them. So I used not the component one because I didn't want to d- destroy that one, but the the one that came in the box, the AV out. I chopped off the HDMI cover. So that I could plug it in, and then I used the the red and white to get the sound out. Such a janky, um, janky way of doing it. Until I got a little uh, TV a couple of years later, and we still got the controllers as well. So, literally, um, it's only recently that one of the buttons on the controllers has sort of like stopped working. Um, and I might be able to just open it up and remove whatever's stopping it from working, or maybe a, a rubber spring sort of thing has come loose. It's a shame though because I always really like the 360 controllers, and I can feel the um, the uh, the joysticks are getting a bit. I say a bit worn down. I can feel the metal, the metal spike in the middle, which is a bit of a shame. But we use those as PC controllers now that we don't really use the 360 because obviously everything's on the Xbox One now. They you know it still gets they still get a reasonable amount of use. In fact, I was using them only two days ago because um, Jen was playing Overcooked on the PC. I was playing Overcooked on the PC. Um, Jim was on the Xbox, I was on the PC, and we were playing with someone across town because it was New Year's Eve and, you know, the 
COVID is still around, so we were socially distanced. Yeah, no, that 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 documentary was quite good because they went like like TV, TV, and there was like what because their big push was like, oh, everything's going to be TV, and and they saw the Wii, and the Wii was doing really well, so they were like, oh, we got to get this, these casual gamers and get the connect, and then the big thing was it's not just a game console; it's it's going to be your me- media hub. It's going to do everything. I don't then. disagree with anything that they did. I just disagree with how the connect could the connect could have been fine, but forcing it upon people made it, you know, it made it a tough thing to swallow, and it, it made everything like a hundred, a hundred and fifty quid more expensive than it needed to be. It's like my Xbox One; it has this stupid HDMI in, and it's like, what's the point? Because it adds delay, and it's just, it could have been good, but it just, it's not that great. But then. The Xboxes were the, basically the intro to like smart TV and a TV sticks. Because back on the 360, I remember having Netflix and Spotify and those sort of apps on there. Even though, even though it's annoying that you had to pay Xbox Gold just to use Spotify, that's a pain in the backside. But that, that, that was probably the first way most people got Netflix or those sort of things onto their TV. I mean, even the Wii had Netflix, didn't it? I think it, I think it did eventually, uh, but Xbox... No, it did. It had. Um, to, if you wanted to use Netflix on the Wii, I think you had to use a game disc which had the Netflix application on it, and then it, it I guess it streamed the movie over the internet, because it had internet connection, and that was very strange. Yeah, the Max is 480p. That would look terrible. Yeah, well, at least, it was com- at least you could do it in component. Yeah, they did say that. Like They, they had a partnership with Netflix and... And that was like the first time they started using streaming because they were mainly a rental service at first. Do you know what? I don't know how or why, but my um and and I haven't changed it because for some reason I like it. But my Netflix bookmark on my desktop computer is www.netflix.com forward slash we home. So on my computer, I use we home as my Netflix bookmark. But it works. It still works. It still goes to Netflix, and it's great. I, I, I've just, I've just liked to have it there because it reminds me of the old times. But oh, but the reason I was bringing it up is that um, when I was setting up the PS5, do you know what it offered? It said, "Oh, do you want to install Disney and Spotify and Netflix and Amazon Prime?" And do you know, what I thought to myself, I don't think I'm going to use a single one of these apps because we got Fire TV, we got Apple TV, we just don't need any of these. Like. How many people are still using game consoles for um, for watching media? Because, well, for one, when they're on, they use a lot more power than Fire, t- than, like, the Fire Stick would. And Fire Sticks are so cheap, they're like 25 quid on sale. They're so cheap and so easy to get. And they're cheaper than buying the remote for the PS5 or the Xbox One. I say no one, I'm sure teenagers are, but no one wants to use an Xbox controller to control Netflix. The most annoying thing is that they go they go to sleep. I remember using we we um we were watching something on DVD, so we used the Xbox to to watch the DVD, uh, and it's like you want to pause, but first you have to wake up the controller, then you have to bring up the interface, then you have to find the pause button in the interface, scroll to it, and then hit it. There's no you know there's nothing like having an actual pause button. I'm sure people are doing it, um, but it just seems like such a niche use case now compared to. Uh, Roku and Fire TV and everything like that. The 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 main the big thing for the PS5 is it doesn't. I don't think it supports um, Dolby Atmos. Um, I'm pretty sure it does. It, I've no. That was the no. I, that was the 
when I was talking when I was going through the stuff for the Xbox, it's the Xbox that does. Because remember seeing all these weird things for the Xbox that, um, in the surround sound stuff, and it was like, oh, you can't do this because your TV doesn't support it. It's like, yeah, I just give me some surround sound. No, I did. I I don't know what the PlayStation supports because it just did it automatically without me having to do anything. Fair enough. Still upset about that. Oh, apparently it doesn't support Dolby Atmos. So if you're well, a sound guy, does it matter? Oh, okay. Are games in Dolby Atmos? Uh, there are some in, on the Xbox. Yeah, you can play some like Gears of War Five on Series X and Series S on Dolby Atmos, and it even uses um Dolby Vision. So that's that's the way we're heading, where it's going to be like it's all about 4K HDR. And the surround sound, that's going to be like the ultimate. But it, I think PlayStation, are, they're not really aiming for surround sound because they want you to use the headphones. I suppose, though. But the, but the, but the headphones are 7.1, so... They made a big thing about that, didn't they, before the release? Yeah, their headphones are 7.1, and even though we didn't get the Sony ones, the ones that came in the bundle, they're 7.1 as well. You know, supposedly, you know. Like I said, I'm not using them in that way, so I don't really know, nor do I care. But at the same point, the PlayStation does do PSVR, so oh yeah, even without That's another thing, I wonder. even without Atmos support, surround sound is still really useful in that sort of regard. So would you would you get PSVR two? So I looked into what it would take to get the PS the current PSVR working on the um, PlayStation Five, and you can do it, but you need to get something from Sony, and I'm not sure if I'm eligible because I don't have a PS4. Time to it, dude. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the P. I'm waiting for the VR2 kit to come out, and I know it's going to be too much money, but I really enjoyed the PSVR, the original one, on the PlayStation 4, in the games that I tried it in. Really? But that's but I think that's the thing. I enjoyed the games that I tried it in. What what games were they? Just the demo games. I'm not joking. Sony seemed to do really well with their demo games, and I really enjoyed it. So I really hope that sometime soon. They will do the PlayStation 5 PSVR and that there will be some good games for it because I really want to use it. I really want to try it. Yeah, I like I, I think I I told you um, I tried Star Wars Squadrons on PSVR and I've also got it on my gaming PC. And hands down, I would always play it on the gaming PC because I just could not concentrate. I could not physically really... like On the PC, is that non is that without vr oh yeah without vr okay okay so vr on the playstation but not vr on the pc yeah okay yep yeah i was just, i was playing on vr and it was just so like it was blurry and i just couldn't tell what was what and i couldn't really concentrate on what i'm actually shooting at most of the time i was just like so i know the psvr isn't the highest performance vr headset out there but it's not blurry for me i i could not like compared to the image, the image quality compared to like playing it on a on a normal piece, like probably even on the plate. Like, I haven't even tried I, it. I know, but I, on one hand, I get what you're saying, but at the other end, it's not that bad. It's not like the Oculus, the you know the the dev kit Oculus Rift was. That was like 400p. The the PSVR is better than that. Yeah, I remember Resident Evil Seven being good though. Like I should give that another try in VR. I'm gonna have a look at the specs. PSVR screen spec. It's like eight hundred. It's a ten eighty p. It's ten eighty p. But I'm guessing that's over the both eyes as opposed to 
because it's 5.7 inches. Whereas normally they tell you the screen the resolution is, per like, eye. I, the thing is with the PlayStation is they do support it, but they're not supporting it like VR. They are one of the main ones up, but compared to like the Oculus Quest and the HTC Vive, you're better off like getting a for me a VR headset for for, for PC. Yeah, but I think the PSVR is a lot cheaper than any of the PC ones at the moment. It probably is a similar price to the Quest 2. I think at the moment, the PSVR is the cheapest way to get into VR if you already have the hardware. As in, if you already have a PS4 Pro. Uh, obviously, things can, obviously, the markets change and um, you know things coming out. But the Quest, who makes the Quest? Is that Oculus? Facebook, isn't it? Facebook, yeah. I'm never going to get the Quest. Because of Facebook. I'm never going to get um, um, a Facebook VR thing. Not because of the... Not because of Facebook, but because you have to use it with an account. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's like, yeah, okay, I do have a Facebook account, but I don't want to link hardware to that account. There's no there's no need for it. And it was so funny, like, it was a few months back when Facebook went down. And people couldn't access their... <laughs> they couldn't play their quest because they were like... Exactly. And it's like... What the hell? I, I don't like the idea of it. I know why Facebook wants it. You know, they've changed... Facebook have changed their name, their company name. Do you know that? Yeah, they did. They changed it to. They've changed it to Meta. So Facebook have changed their name. You know, you know, in ten years' time, they're basically just trying to become Second Life, Second Second Life, and that's why they've got Oculus. That's why they've changed their name. Yeah, is for me, it's either the super, stupidly expensive one that um, Steam Steam have teamed up with. Um, which one's that? That's the one that begins with H. HTC Vive. That's the one. HTC Vive. So it's either that one or PSVR. Microsoft aren't doing anything because they. They bowed out of the HoloLens, so there's probably nothing going on there. Yeah, I don't think that's maybe Apple's doing something, but that's obviously that's only going to be iOS games. It's not going to be desktop PC games or anything like that. So it's basically PSVR or HTC Vive. But hopefully, like for yourself as well, like if you did get a VR two PSVR two, then you could always play some of the PS4 VR games as well. So you always got that, and that should be quite cheap. Or you got that well. Depending if you still got that service, PlayStation Now, and there's some games on there. To be honest, PS Now is so cheap. Um, not so cheap. I like that you can play annually because it means you don't have to worry about the monthly payments, and it costs the same amount per year than a single that a single game does. So it's like fifty quid for the year. It's like pay it, don't worry about it. Whereas Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is the same thing, is twelve pound a month. Well, no, they're not. They they aren't the same thing. Actually, there is slightly subtle differences. But would you say it's like Game Pass offers the newer games? I haven't noticed the same games on both systems that much. So things like small games, Overcooked Two, is on both of them. Um, you might find things like well, Gang Beast isn't. Most of the games seem to Why, be exclusive would you have, on one or the would other. Would you have the new GTA series on PlayStation now? Hmm. Like games like that, games that have just come out, and you, you don't. That... I, f- I feel like that's going to fall under the category of games that I buy twice. Really? Yeah. I fully expect that Horizon Forbidden West, I will pay for it twice. So we'll get it on the PlayStation, and then eventually we'll get it on the PS, on the on the PC. We bought Red Dead just before Christmas, for the PC. Finally. Red Dead Two. So we own Red Dead. Yeah, Red Dead Two. So we got it on the Xbox, and, and then we got it on I the PC. You played it. I have played it. I played it three times. Oh, what did you play? Oh, on the Xbox. Yeah, okay, yeah. On the Xbox One. So now I've got it on the PC. I can do 1080, 120. 
and RTX because that's the only game that I own on the PC that can do RTX. Because there's not that there's not that there's not that many PC games that do RTX at the moment. Not too many. Not too many that I want. I think the biggest one is like Doom, but I'm not too interested in that. So you did buy a PS5. What did you buy a PS5 for? Who me? Yeah, you. You were in a queue. You were in like two different. You were. I didn't buy one. Were... I thought you bought a PS5. <laughs> Are you crazy? You were texting me a few weeks ago saying you were in a queue. Yeah, I was. I was. My brother wanted one, and I was trying to see if I could get one. But I was like, oh, you know what? This is too much of a hassle. And I was in a queue for like thirty minutes, and, I tr- and then. And then I opened another tab, and I think it was like I think I was actually on curries, and then I tried very, and then I was just like, oh, you know what, I'm giving up. <laughs> but then like the other day, they've had like loads of Xbox One Series X, like at Argos and stuff like that. They had one. They had one the other day at like Luton, so you could go and pick it up, click and collect. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the, that's the shame is that I wanted when when we did order it, I wanted to try and get it for like in store pickup, but they were online only. But I was like, uh, the thing is, I think in general, I'm just going to wait for like a slim version, to be honest. Like, I would prefer well, an Xbox oh, Series yes. X, but... Sorry, that, that, I think you just reminded me, that was the thing that I was kind of wanting to talk about. So, so, so again, you need to see... How big this you thing need is. To go and look at, you need to go look at one. Why don't you come around tomorrow? Come around tomorrow. <laughs> you can come and have a look at it. Um, what do you think the PS5 Slim is going to be? Because I think it's going to be the current PS5 with basically no changes. What do you mean? The basically, it's going to be a slimmed down version, mate. Yeah. It's going to be cut in half. No, it's not. Well, hmm, you say that, but how much slimmer have the previous generation consoles been from the originals? I mean, the Xbox One Slim was a centimetre smaller than the Xbox One. Oh, the, come the on, original. man. That VCR was fucking atrocious. Oh, it looks a lot better, but it's not massively smaller. And so what I think you're going to get from the PS5 Slim is something that looks a lot smaller. Yeah. But the reason it's going to be smaller is because the current one has flares and it's curved. And all you've got to do, once you take those off, it's actually already quite small. It's not huge. You only need to make the internals a little bit smaller that when you take off the flares and you make it a flat box... It's gonna look so small and, and tiny, and that's that's my sort. That's like my um, my theory is that the PS5 Slim, if you took the internals of the Slim and the current PS5, there there'll be a ten percent difference, twenty percent difference, but the external case will be massively smaller, and they will call it the Slim because it is technically slimmer, but it's not that much slimmer. Would you swap it in? Would you swap the current PS5 thing by... Why would I do that? Space? We don't need space. It's not taking up any more... Sp- it's not taking up space that wouldn't... That would be used by anything else. Because it's in a... Um, it's in a gaming cabinet, which has six slots, and each slot has its own... Like, the GameCube has its own slots, and the GameCube is tiny. You could put three GameCubes where um, a PS5 would go. Why would you have a GameCube when you can just buy it and get yourself a Wii? Because we already have a GameCube and we don't have a Wii. Although I say, having said you that... You do, I actually, because you tried to offer me one, remember? That was donkey's years ago oh, okay. and that was my parents. Oh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> the fu- funny, thing you, funny, funny you say that, 
because I, I bought an HDMI adapter for the GameCube, which cost as much as a, a used oh, Wii would have yeah, cost. No, don't. So that's the thing, like the because I forgot that the Wii has GameCube controller inputs on the back. Yeah, but the thing is the. But how do you play GameCube GameCube games on the Wii? Because the Nintendo Store is is no longer available. Or well, you need the physical um, discs, mate. You can't put GameCube discs in a slot loading, in a full size slot loader. You can. You just put it in, put it on the side, and it loads. Yeah, it will detect it as a GameCube game, and then it and you just really yeah. Everything the, I the know. The annoying about... thing is, the annoying thing is, um, you have. Oh, I don't know if it's true now, but I rem- remember back in the day, you have to like connect the Wii remote, right, and it comes up, and then you ha- you click like start, and then you got your GameCube controller. So then you have to like turn off the Wii remote because you d- you know you don't want you. you, you you don't use your, your Wii for the GameCube. You got you go. You can connect your GameCube controller, but it's like with some some games like Mario Kart Seven. Is it Mario Kart? One of the Mario Karts. You can play with the GameCube uh, GameCube controller, but then you have to first connect your Wii to then go to the start menu to start the game, and then you disconnect. It's really annoying. It's like what? Do you know fuck? what? I'm not gonna lie. Everything I know about slot loading disc drives is that. You don't put anything other than a full-size CD in it, a full-size disc. And I guess Nintendo is Nintendo, and they're making their own proprietary hardware. So obviously, they can build something in there to cater to game disc discs, but GameCube discs. But I would never have done that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird doing it. Like you don't know how how to slot it, like how to put it in. It just but then I'd have needed to. Up, but if I wanted to put the GameCube through HDMI, I'd have had to get um. An adapter for that, anyway. What for the Wii? Because our TV doesn't have have component. It has component, but it, the GameCube. Oh, I don't know words. The component input on our TV is through an adapter, and that adapter is stupid and it doesn't work. So it'd so be going through HDMI. Most most of the HDMI adapters for the Wii are pretty terrible. I, I Which have... is why you get the expensive one. Um, the one I got was custom made. So I I bought it, and it took them a month to ship it because they made it when I ordered it. It's it's um oh they had it on LTT. It's um the one on LTT they had the multiple the multiple one in where it's got like all the inputs, and but that was like two or three hundred quid. I think we got kind of screwed over, uh, in terms of um, because I think the Americans, the NTR Re- retro gaming cables. That's where I got it from. The, the, <clears throat> Sorry, the, we got screwed over. The N- what is it? What, what's that format? NTFC? Is it NTSC? NTSC and PAL, yeah. So they got 480p. We got, we just got like, I think we got 480i or 576i. We didn't get anything like, that was our, so like you can't, even if you, you're always going to, it's the inferior version, then like, but if you put it on the Wii, you can even run like I think you can do it on the GameCube. You can force it to like run at uh 480p or whatever higher resolution. But you have to like hack your GameCube and ha- hack your Wii. And I think on the Wii U, you can even like hack it to play it like 1080p. Hang on, PAL is better than NTSC. No. So why was no. it worse on? What, but PAL, why was it worse well, on the game? On the PAL, game? On the, the frame GameCube. Rate, the, Power is like um, fifty hertz for stars. Yeah. 
So you're getting a slower resolution. But you can't change that because that's no. the power grid. No, you can't. But you can't. No, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's it's definitely for AI. It's definitely for AI on the GameCube, in the PAL regions, definitely. But in America, you can play it 480p. So they they're getting the benefit. So then it's like you're getting these cables. You're not really seeing too much of a benefit because you're always going to be stuck at that resolution. It's not like the Xbox where the Xbox original is like you can get component cables, and it it can go all the way up to 1080i. Some of the games you can play at 1080 1080i uh, and 720p. Well, there you go. Well, it, it's a big thing though. Like it makes a massive difference. And if you're gonna, you're better off buying yourself either a Wii or a Wii U. Wii U would be better, and then you could play Wii and GameCube. You can like hack it to. I think it's called um, it's like a hack, because what it does it 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 lo it it loads up a a virtual Wii environment on your Wii U. So it's basically a Wii, and then you can play, and then you can hack that that environment with the homebrew channel, and then play like GameCube games on it as well. I tell you what, an, a nice and simple GameCube with a HDMI adapter strapped to the back looks just fine. It looks as good as it's ever going to look. Well, to be honest, I, I'm not really that I'm not really that bored now. Because that's the thing, you know, the best thing to do is to just plug it into an old CRT, but. We ain't, we, ain't, we ain't got the we ain't got the room for it. Yeah, that that's probably the best thing. That's probably the best thing anyway. It's better than trying to upscale. Exactly. On a... and that's what so that's, that's what I keep trying to say to Jen. It's like look past the pixels and just yeah. try and enjoy the game. No, like, look, even if you, it, it if, have you ever loaded up, it looks better. On exactly. CRT. If you load up some games on the PC, you can like if you if you put Simpsons Hit and Run, you can run it at 1080p, but the textures are still terrible for. Yeah. Yeah. For you know, four eighty p, four eighty p or something. Yeah. So you've got more pixels, but nothing looks better. It just looks, yeah, it looks a bit sharper. But that's the thing. Like, yeah, like, like consoles like PS two and GameCube were made for like CRTs. They were. They're never going to look good. Even like, like I was saying earlier about my three sixty that supported component. That was like a high feature back in the day because everyone's still on yeah, CRT. Yeah, yeah. Most people who are using a Nintendo Wii, because a Nintendo Wii is still really popular to to this day, eighty percent of them, maybe even higher than eighty percent, are using the composite cable instead of component, and that's even worse than component. So it's like, yeah, you should be using Dolphin. How do you connect a Wii to a TV with a Dolphin? That seems rather cruel. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please feel free to leave a comment below, to like the video, subscribe to our channel or subscribe to our podcast in your app of choice. Goodbye.